Good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you are in this present moment. This is Eric Castillo here with another episode of the Infinite Talk podcast. Today, it's a special one. I'm going to talk about The Art of War by Sun Tzu, a great book that I borrowed from Mr. Robert Castaneda. Shout out to Rob for sharing the book with me. It was an awesome book. It was a quick read, to be honest. I thought it was going to be a little bit harder for me to read. It was hard, though. But before I get into the details, I just want to I want to share some some gratitude with everybody who's been tuning in to the last episodes. It's been a awesome realization that I've able to I've been able to see a lot of more people tuning in from all over the world, especially from here, from the local area of Laredo, Texas, very special place, but also all over the states. Everybody who's tuning in, thank you so much. Really appreciate the support and everything you share with uh, the frequency because the frequency at the end of the day is being shared. And it's this is a good frequency, guys. I'm not here to like um, promote any negative ways or negative thoughts. It's more all about building up because we're all at different places in our lives. You know, sometimes we need some direction. So I feel like by sharing people's perspectives in a good sight, in a good light, it can get somebody or anybody in the right place at the right time and put you in a different state of mind that could probably open some opportunities that you hadn't seen before. And that's all, this is what it's all about, man. And today I wanted to talk about The Art of War because it was a good book that I was able to you know, borrow from Robert. I think it was... a. Uh, a really interesting book, to be honest. It was a very interesting book. Very, there was this was like self help, but more like self help when you're in dire need of like going into war and stuff. You right? like you don't. I didn't know if it was gonna be literal or not. Like the whole art of war, and I, I honestly thought it was gonna be a bigger book. I thought it was gonna be a more lengthy book because. I always assumed that the art of war was just like this one of those big books, like like the, like the Bible kind of sort of, where like it just goes into a huge, you know, chapters and all kinds of, like I always assumed it was gonna be a big book for me to read, and I, I, I that's why I was kind of always um, I would hear about it, but I would never really take it serious about reading it until this this uh, time around where Robert was like, "Yo, I got it, bro." If you want to let, borrow it, shout out to Robert for being, uh, you know, sharing the book with me. And I was like, man, this is one of those books that's legendary because it's, I mean, it, it was written so many, many, many years ago. I don't even know when, to be honest, but we could assume that it's it's been around for many, many years. Let me Google it real quick to see when it was written. This book was written in the 5th century before Christ. Wow. That's like 7,000 years ago. I don't even know if my math is right on this one. About 7,000 years, give or take. <laughs> but I learned so much from this book. And to be honest, a lot of the concepts that I was talking about, it had some words that I had to read. I was saying, Robert, man, like I had to go back into like reading the script or whatever it was saying a few times and then I would actually go and look into the words because some words were like 
you can kind of get the context of what they were trying to explain, but then I don't have to really look at the vocabulary to see what it was really trying to say. And it was it was very. Um, yeah, man, I, you, you get I, like I was picturing my mind like was going into like a war zone, like I'm a general and I'm leading these men into war and I, I need to follow these concepts to have a better outcome in this kind of war. And a lot of like I would go into these visualizations of like ancient times and shit like of because I, I, I was just imagining like this guy writing this book. Right. And this this. uh, th- I don't know, man, it would just take me into this land of back in the days where there was no cars, there's only horses, there's only like weapons that were built in the fifth BC, I mean, fifth century before Christ. And uh, you think about like, oh, this ancient knowledge, right? Ancient technology and the strategies that they, they had to use. Um, just, it was just a lot, man. It was a lot. It was a lot in that small book, a lot of information compacted into that small book, a lot of philosophies, a lot of good teachings on how to, you know, know your terrain, know your opponent's terrain, learn their weaknesses, learn about how to control your men, like how to, how to not disclose every single detail, how to <clears throat> use like nature to your advantage and how to use um, terrains to kind of guide you if you're going to attack or sit back, you know, study, um, it was very, very interesting, man. Like a lot of details. I think this book really, I need to reread it again. That's another, I'm probably gonna have to purchase this book because I read it once and I felt like at the end, towards the last, maybe like half of the book, I was able to get more downloads than the first half of the book. And I don't know, I think it's just, I was just getting the feel of that book because I would have to reread a lot of those little <clears throat> chapters like not the chapter in title, like the whole in total, but like a lot of those scripts because each one had like different types of <clears throat> messages. And 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 there's a uh, people who actually go on Google, and I, I just saw right now that it says, "Is Art of War a hard to read book?" <laughs> and and it says it's quite hard to read for a beginner of a non-native language English. I mean non-native English speaker, but it's easy enough to get value for any reader. Today, I want to share the art of war notes and lessons I learned from Sun Tzu, a Chinese general and military strategist strategist who lived over 2,500 years ago. So yeah, man, um, that was 2,500 years ago. I guess I was wrong with my math. But you see, like, um, like a lot of the things that we're saying, to be honest, I was like, I was reading a lot of these different examples on how to use your terrain so I played Fortnite, right? And I was saying, Rob, like, dude, I was I was applying a lot of the knowledge that he shared on Fortnite. And Fortnite is just a game, right? It's a strategy game. Like, it's like, like you're playing in, in uh, first person. I guess not first person. Like, you're playing these uh, attacks on other players in the game. And whoever is the last man standing wins the game, right? So I used a lot of the strategies and I don't know what it was, but I won like four times in a row in one night. And that's like very unheard of. I usually don't win. 
Uh, they call it the victory royale. I would never really win. So I wouldn't four in a row just by using a lot of the tactics that I learned here. Like, I was like, damn, you can apply this to anything, you know? So it was pretty intriguing that just by using some basic uh, foundational strategies, it can lead you in the right direction to have victory over your opponent by knowing where you are, knowing where they are, or by doing certain tactics to figure out who and what they are and what they got going. So there's a lot of strategy in this book, in this little compact book. And I, I would love to <clears throat> read it again and get more out of it because I know I can learn and learn. Because the more you read it, the more it sticks to you, right? Like, like they say, there's five different ways to learn one topic or one concept. First, you read it, then you write it, then you apply it. Then you you talk about it and then I forgot what the last one was, but all of those things enhance the ability for you to apply a strategy you just learned. So, <clears throat> you know, trial and error, but this book was really inspirational in the sense that I was taken aback to another world that is not from here. You know, I, I pictured this guy writing the book and I could picture like, controlling a thousand men or a big army and having different generals and having everybody on the same page without a technology and having to communicate with different ways and the the that there was spies back in the days and and you need to worry about that as well and how to conquer different areas where you're not wanted and it was just wow like this is actually like somebody who went through this shit you know like Back in the days, there was no, like, digital warfare and, you know, like, psyops. Maybe in a different way, right? Like, but there was no, dip, like, what do you call it? Proxy wars. And there was no, like, it, everything was happening in real time. And it could only be done in real time because there was no way to record data like the way it is now. So that take was, I was thinking about that, like, in particular, when I was reading the book. I was like why would this guy write that? And okay, why would he give these details? And it's like, yo, I'm going to teach you how to win, guys, because when I'm gone, you better, guys, you, you, better, you better step up and be our freaking leaders and know exactly what to do with all these concepts, you know, and strategies. So very classic Chinese book, military art is the subject. Um, the funny thing is that when I got this book, I was able to share the book, The War of Art, with Robert. It was funny that we switched those books because it's like it's like a reverse, you know, um, the art of war and the war of art is like very. I don't know. It was it was it was meant to be. He just gave me the book yesterday and I gave him back his book yesterday. And it was pretty cool to to have that experience to switch out books. We both read them at the same time. He finished it faster, though. He was a fast reader compared to me. But I was able to dissect this book and get some knowledge out of it. And I feel like in the long term, it's going to give me a lot of, uh, you know, just resonance on like, okay, when when you're in battle, you know, and and battles can be in in your own self. It could be an analogy and a metaphor or just in in the daily livelihood that we live, right? Different routines that we live in. 
there might be some battles that need to be you know fought and in order to win you have to have the best strategy so it gave me a lot of downloads and i'll be talking about those right now in a bit so like i was saying this book had a lot of teachings a lot of amazing chapters and let me go down the line first of all i had the introduction had the lame chapter one was laying plans chapter two was waging war chapter three was attack by stratagem chapter four was tactical dispositions five was energy chapter six was weak points and strong chapter seven was maneuvering chapter eight was variation and tactics chapter nine was the army on the march that's the one where I started like visualizing the armies and shit, like going into war against a whole group of other people, like in in battle, right? Like you start envisioning all this shit. And chapter ten was terrain, one of my favorite ones. Chapter ten was nine, the nine situations. Chapter twelve was the attack by fire, how to strike with fire, when to not to start a fire, how to use fire to your advantage. And chapter 13 was the use of spies. And <clears throat> or another, I think the other one, they use it, uh, gathering information. But it's a very short book, man. Very short. Um, I was intrigued by the whole book. The one that, the book that uh, Robert let me borrow had a really nice cover to it. It was a red, very hard you know, hard book, hard cover. Not like the ones that, uh, the not self cover book. You know, it was a really legit book. I think he had an anniversary book where, like, it's, you know, decked out and everything. Had, like, gold plated rimmed pages. Very fancy. Very cool. Very impressed by the whole production of the book. And I guess there's, like, all kinds of publishers that print this book, man. But honestly, Wherever you get it, however you get it, I think when you read it, just take your time reading it and really dissect. I, it took me a while to read it. It took me like about two weeks, two, 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 two and a half weeks maybe. And I would read it in segments. And I felt like a lot of those details just needed to be marinated a little bit more. So I'm going to go back and, and buy this book or, you know, check out the book and really have it for one of those books that you frequently go to just to read up on because like those chapters that i just read right now they're very intriguing just by reading the the context of it right like like laying out a plan you know when to wage war how to be strategic with your attack you know tactical dispositions what to do and what not to do how to use your energy or how to, to pinpoint where is a weak point and a strong point how to maneuver like situations Using variation and tactics, like there's all kinds of tactics that he gives you a list for. The army on the march, like what to do that, like when you're you're marching towards war, what to look out for, how to march your men, how to have uh, the terrain, um, <clears throat> the the intelligence of knowing your terrain or when you don't know your terrain, what to do. And it tells you like all these different types of terrains that there are out there, the nine situations that can happen how to use fire to attack and the most important, the use of spies, right? Like how when you attack a certain country or a certain area, there might be spies. So you need to watch out who's in your, in your, um, 
in your camp and how to use people in other camps to get information. <clears throat> and I, it, the way I look at it is like the metaphor of life, right? Like sometimes you're having a, a battle in your inner mind, right? The battle of your mind. Sometimes you don't understand what's going on. Why are you thinking a certain way? Um, so you start, you can use this metaphorically and be like, okay, how do I, how do I tackle this problem? How do I wage war against this problem that I have internally? What is the strategy? What are my weak points? You know, what are, and how do I use fire? And fire can be like a drive, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily fire, but it can be like your drive within you. Like what, what motivates me to conquer this fucking problem? You know, what, how can I confront it and like annihilate this problem so it doesn't be doesn't linger on and I, I can move on and move forward and accomplish whatever I have to accomplish and the terrains right like environment like what's in your environment is your environment healthy like in your household do you have like something that's there that could be impeding your energy like that can be you know um dis- distracting you or leading you in the wrong path it could be it could be uh, people it could be it could be uh you know technology it could be messages it could be uh something that's dragging you away from what you want to do right so that's the way I'm, I'm i was starting to look at it like how can i dig deep with this information and not not only use it because i, I mean when am i going to go to war right hopefully not ever but if i ever do then i have a, a strategy here but what most what mostly I'll be able to see and com- and use this information on is like in my in my own self, in my in the companies that I work for or the companies that I make, I can use these uh, strategies, right? Like competitors, you know, you're you're looking at your competitors out in the industry in the market. How can I conquer the the terrain when I'm a first comer? Like they don't know about us. They don't know about our company. You, know, you start thinking like that as well. Like how can I maneuver in this market in this industry where like it's maybe it's a downtrend industry where i need to use different tactics that haven't been used before or why reinvent the wheel when there's already strategies in place that you can use in these type of industries so all of these uh, philosophies can help in different situations you know uh, the army can be seen as your company, right? Like the people that grow with you, like the managers, the the people in the front desk, the people that are doing all kinds of different positions in your company to make it one big company. You have general managers, you have supervisors, you have the area director, you have the assistant area directors. You have like you start envisioning that is your army. You can learn how to manipulate or not manipulate, but how to. Is a, that's the wrong, wrong word. It's more like how to motivate, like to inspire them to change the mindset. Because <clears throat> one of the things that Sun Tzu said in this book was like, sometimes when you give too much information to your soldiers, then it kind of backfires on them because they know too much. And sometimes they won't go all out. But sometimes when you give them the right details they'll go all out for you because they know that during dire times they need to come together and, and figure things out because if they know like hey we're going to we're going to we're going to lose the company because this shit's going bad if you go like that they're just going to you know what flake out and leave the company but if you tell them look we have one year to change this all around 
we have this and this and that. These are our strengths. These are our weaknesses. These are opportunities. And these are our threats. And these are our terrain. These are the competitors. What can we do as a team to figure this shit out, right? If you get everybody involved and, and you, you strategize and come up with the best plan, you can, you can maximize your efforts and, and lead them in the right direction. But if you, you come up with the worst news, like, hey, uh, in six months, this company will no longer be here, uh, you know, or a year, I think we're going down or whatever the fuck, you know, we're going to lose our, to our competitors. Then a lot of them might flake out and be like, you know what, uh, I think I need to shift here and, and pivot and go into a different company or maybe go join the competitor, you know. It can be, it can be uh, very strategic, so I think in the book, it mentioned that in several different types of ways. And, and it made sense to me in the, in the form of war. Like when you're in war, like sometimes your warriors, you know, your soldiers, they're willing to go all out for you and, and die for the cause or right? die for the army. And at the same time, they know they're going to go into battle and they know they're not, they're not going to return. You know, there's no point of no return. Like he talks about those behaviors and those philosophies and, those intentions of, of what men go through or just soldiers go through that could be women as well. So this book was very intriguing. I, I, I feel like I need to buy it because I just read it once. And like I said before, this book is one of those books that you need to recounter and go ahead and read certain chapters depending on what you're going through. And then I think like right now I'm getting the downloads on how to use it in a metaphorically type of way like an analogy and and i'm starting to put these ideas together and like okay well the company can be the soldiers right your your generals are your your supervisors you know and 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 the soldiers are you know the day-to-day workers that you need so that to make this company function or even in the family sense you know the the family hey we need to all be in the same page we all need to fight for the same things we have the same values uh, and I, i'm gonna have a <laughs> Talking about values, I'm going to have a different uh, segment, a different episode just on family values. And <clears throat> shout out to Robert for bringing that up. But all of these concepts can be portrayed in a different way to benefit you in whatever you're doing, you know, wherever you're at. Even if you're in, a, let's say you're in the sports, this is a perfect book for sports, man. I feel like me playing in soccer, like I, I was a captain at one time. I was a leader, right? I was kind of like the coach slash leader. And it was hard, man, because being a player is one thing. You're the soldier and you just go perform. But when you're the actual coach and slash team captain and the slash team player, you when I had those three roles, because I, in 2004, we had this good team of so many um, gifted individuals that could play soccer here locally in Laredo. And I had so much talent that I had to, as a player, it was easy. But as a, when I became a strategizer, a, a coach, I had to, like, figure out the opponent's weaknesses. And I used a lot of the, the things that I learned in college to play soccer. I was like, all right, what are their strengths? What are our weaknesses? What are our opportunities? And what are our threats? So I would study the other team, <clears throat> the same, same analysis, and I would apply that information. And then I would use the soldiers, which were the players, to not only put them in their best position, but at the right time, when to plug them in and when to plug them out. So I had that figured out for myself and I knew how to win. So in 2004, 20 years ago, Libertad 
76 won its first championship because I was able to use and I'm not I'm not using Sun Tzu's uh, information there, but I'm thinking about how I was thinking in 2004, 20 years ago, how I was applying mathematics and strategy and 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 uh, in the sport. Right. And I use that the SWOT analysis is called the strength, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. That's what the acronym of SWOT stands for. I use that acronym because that's what I was taught in college in my business strategy course with Dr. McCurgy. So I applied that information into the soccer game and, and to the soccer fields. And I was able to be successful that year. We won the championship, the first and only championship that Libertad 76 ever had in the Santa Rita League back in 2004. But I used a lot of those techniques, those strategies, right? I wasn't just like making calls out of my ass. I was actually studying the game and, and studying the terrain and studying the opponents and studying our team learning what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, how can we uh, get opportunities through it and see the threats before they came. <clears throat> and I applied all that information. So this book can give you more details and I think a lot of strategy because you start thinking about, oh, man, in a soccer game, sometimes we're playing in, in a cold day. Sometimes we're going to be playing in a muddy field. Sometimes we're going to be playing opponents that are taller. Sometimes we're going to be playing opponents that are stronger. But wait, we are faster. So you start applying all these war tactics into a, a game. And like I said earlier, I put it in Fortnite and it worked for me, right? Imagine if I used a lot of these strategies for a football game, a basketball game, a baseball game, a softball game, a soccer game. And I carry this strategy Maybe not to its full course, because obviously this is a, also a life and death situation. But in, in, the, in the context of, of analogies and metaphors, you're talking about winning or losing, right? Winning would be living and, and losing would be death, right? So you can give speeches like that. Like, hey, guys, it's a matter of life and death. It's a matter about life and death. is about uh, winning and losing. You know, you can use those metaphors in your speeches and, and motivate your team to fucking go perform and, and be the greatest athletes that you, they can be and and win the games, right, that that mean are meaningful for that specific time period. And a lot of these a lot of these experiences have a lasting lasting memory in one's mind. You can my dad still talks about his games when he was young and how impactful they were when they would win and they would lose. Like when they would win championships, when they would lose championships how they're stuck in their hearts and their memory, right? <clears throat> so I can see how this book could be beneficial for somebody who wants to be a coach, somebody who is a coach, somebody who's a, a leader in their company, somebody who is, you know, actually going into war as a general. I'm pretty sure they study this shit in some form of way just to get uh, feedback on, maybe it's not modern information, but still can be applied in some ways. Because there's a lot of crazy weapons nowadays, right? Like, crazy weapons. But um, it can be applied in a lot of scenarios. And I feel like this was a, a great book. I felt comfortable reading it at, at the end. Not in the beginning. In the beginning, it was a little bit tough to read because a lot, a lot of the lingo, I had never really read it like that. And it was short phrases, short paragraphs but it had a lot of power in it so i had to really sit down and marinate on those 
written, you know, information. Um, but I, I think going forward, like it's a must have, it's a book that you must get. And I feel like it can help you in so many ways. So shout out to everybody who's read it. Shout out to everybody who's recommended this book. I totally recommend it. I give it five stars, five out of five. And it's short, quick to the point, and a lot of jam-packed information that you can continue to unravel and unravel and unravel and make so many different realizations as you read, the, read this book. But shout out to everybody uh, tuning into the Infinite Talks podcast. Remember, we're not a brand. We're a frequency. Go to the website, infinitetree.online. Subscribe to the channel for a dollar a month. For $12 a month, you're sitting this channel on the higher frequency and you're being you're expanding the frequency to other parts of the universe. So thank you so much for all you do, for just tuning in and for checking out the Infinite Talks podcast. This is Erica Steele signing out. Peace. One love.